Hey y'all, so this week's episode of the podcast is special. We'll be talking about the current state of the Mississippi Delta. For those that don't know, Mississippi is currently enduring the worst flood that it has ever seen. We're talking hundreds of thousands of acres of the Mississippi Lower Delta underwater. There's been wildlife killed, there's still several animals displaced, people's homes and property underwater, farmers put out of work. Honestly, it's a disaster. So we're talking with our good friend Carter Muscagney from Habco, who's seen this damage firsthand to discuss the state of the Delta and the incredible heart and determination those people have to push forward. All right, so this week on the podcast, um, this one, we're doing this one kind of a special case so we can get it out today, like we're recording it today. Today's Monday, July the 29th. It'll be out Monday, July the 29th. Don't like you work, is that? <laughs> yeah. Um, thankful for, um, Carter, thank you for, I know I kind of hit you up last minute. Thank you for showing up early on a Monday. Uh, appreciate you being here and taking the time to, to talk about talk about this thing. Um, so let's just kind of get straight into it. You know, we kind of, a lot of times on this podcast, I know we have a, I mean, we have a good time. We joke around a lot, but this is kind of more of a serious yeah. subject. Uh, just to kind of frame this up, uh, like this is the Mississippi River, uh, particularly in the Delta. They've been a, over flood stage since February, January, long February. Long time. And uh, it's gotten it's gotten ugly. Pull that pull that mic for you. This part, yeah, yeah, yeah right there. I start off explaining how that backwater happened. Yeah, I want I want to take it to film because here here's what I'm saying. Obviously, the the flood. Every, there's not too many people within the state, at least now, that doesn't that hasn't heard yeah. about the flood in the Delta. But I think there's a lot of either discrepancies or just not knowing, like you said, what it is or how it happened. Yeah. So let's take it from the top. It's a perfect storm. From what I understand. When the Mississippi River comes up, they close the steel bayou gates to protect right. backwater coming from the Mississippi River. But when you get rainwater, that rainwater has nowhere to go. That's what we're happening here. Yeah. And y'all have been over there doing some video work and trying to tell a story of these people that's lost their homes, lost their farms, and everything else. That's yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so. This this kind of started. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. So um, I have, I've got a, a, a fantasy football, a crazy fantasy football league that it's about sixteen guys. Right. And one of the guys has some land over there, and he he told he sent a message and he said this is getting really bad, and I had no clue. Mm-hmm. It's just sad. I live in Florida, but I didn't know, really know what was going on. And I work in the habitat industry. Right. And. And so then I asked them, the, the, our viewers, like, what's going on over here? And they just started pouring pictures and yeah. pouring stuff. And, and I said, well, man, look at this. And so we finally decided to go. And we went for the wildlife. I mean, I didn't really know anything about um, anybody that lived over there or what was. I didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. Right. And so we get over there. And when you pull on 61, cross over the Gazoo River. Mm-hmm. It'll blow your mind. Yeah. And then we just slow. I just, it just hit us. I mean, it, we went for the wildlife. We left with the incredible community that these people are just, they're, 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 they're unbelievable at how well they, they work together. You know, that's, that's, that's definitely, the, that's the thing is that you either, you know, in survival mode, you either 
you either fall apart or you come together and yeah and, and what's you know a lot of there's a lot of controversy about this yeah a lot a lot and a lot of a lot of angriness and i understand i mean can you imagine voting into your house yeah. Yeah. every single day for six months and then yeah. Not getting a voice. Yeah. Well, anytime you have something that's kind of this high stress, this of a, I guess, detrimental situation. Because I mean, like the just the amount, like that, the final amount of how dam- how much damage this is actually going to do is still yet to be seen. We don't know. Yeah, just no one's seen it. No yeah. one's seen it. So, you know, what did you, if you could, kind of like, what what are some of the if you could kind of go into more detail, some of the things you saw, because I mean, like I, I, I haven't, I, I wish I could say that I've done more, seen more, but I honestly haven't seen, I haven't seen what you've seen, other than when I honestly, when I go on the uh, Habco Facebook page and watch the videos y'all put up. Well, um, I wouldn't feel bad about that. That's that, and that's the thing is that you can't imagine what it's like mm-hmm. until you see it. You just can't. And and I remember Drew Seals. Um, with Nature's Eye Media and uh, mm-hmm. Owen Finn, and they all came, we all met there and onward. Oh, we're all in Valley Park. Okay. And the first morning, and I just didn't know what to, I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where to go. I and mean, this is my first time in the Delta too. Yeah. And I'm like, Drew, I have no clue. He said, let's just ride around, let's scout. And so we just started scouting fields, finding, it did, you, you literally drive over there and the deer are in the fields all day long. Yeah. They have to be. Because they're eating grasses that are not that are there's no nutrition with in, in the in that in that grass. So they're staying in these fields all day long. They're skin and bones. And and so we just we saw man, we saw so much. We saw a lot of bad. Yeah. We saw a lot more good than bad. Really? And okay. and, and it's not it's not the wildlife that was good. That's bad. It's really bad. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody wants to talk about is there gonna be a deer season? I can tell you what the the only way for me to explain this is to talk through the people that live over there through their what they say because mm-hmm. that's this is their story yeah you know and 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 you go over there and you and they show you the herd they show they drive you around like Way Windham he's a farmer that um, an incredible guy the night before I we were going over there honestly I was outside. Um, my house and I was just like, what am I doing? I have no clue where I'm going. And Wade Wyndham calls me out of the blue and is like, I'm gonna put you here, 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 line up our entire trip. And it was just amazing to watch him kind of quarterback that whole operation. We did a documentary, but it was their documentary. We just, we had to tell the story of what they're going through. And it was just, it's just a, what I want people to understand is there's so much controversy, this, uh, the, the extravaganza. I mean, we know that there's a lot of stuff there, a lot of pump issues and all that. But what I want people to get out of this is there's people over there that are working together, white, black, all working together. Right. And they're getting through it. They got through it the first time, and now they're getting through it again, and they don't have any help. Zero. They're doing it together. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Or why do you think that, like, why aren't they getting any help? You don't think? I don't know. That's that's an eerie feeling when you're over there is yeah. why 
why is our, you know, I hate to say this, but why is our churches not there? Yeah. Why are our, there, why, why are we not there supporting them? Mm-hmm. That's been the hardest thing in my, that when I came back dealing with is every day I think about what they're going through and I can only imagine what I'd be like. Yeah. I'd be pulling my hair out. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, well, that's a, and that's part of the reason too why we wanted to have you on here because we this is this podcast is a platform for for good things, you know. Like because yeah. we try and so and for one, like I so said, we wanted to kind of educate people on this, but two, like it, it still blows my mind. Like you were talking about how many people don't know much more than the Delta's flooded. They don't know how bad it actually is. And, that's, and, 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 the, and the one thing I would say is this is a, a historical disaster. Mm-hmm. And we're not there. No one's there. You've heard about the 1927 flood your whole life. Yep. And then this one's worse. That's what Phil, Governor Phil Bryant said. This, this is the great flood of Mississippi. It just replaced that 1927. So the, the question is, well, there's a bunch of questions, but the, the question is, is, is like do you like I said obviously like I said we've kind of touched on and I kind of want to go into that a little bit more detail because like I said I want to cover all of it but like the controversy there, um, but even so, what what coverage this is getting, you seem to you seem to see the controversy you don't see what you're talking about as far yeah. as like the people joining together and getting through what they have to get through and doing what they need to get done that's not being covered. Mm-hmm. What's getting covered is the Finish the pumps. No, don't finish the pumps. The fight on that front. No one's no one's talking about that that part. What's been doing? It's been that, the political stuff that's been going on for I think seventy eight years. This isn't anything new. The, you know, it's, when you meet when you talk to those people over there, kids, adults, they all know what the elevation is of their house. Right. They know the number. <laughs> I mean, they are they have survived. Their families have survived. One of the guys that. Um, um, Man, look, this is a real, for me, this is a really emotional time for me. I mean, you know, I got to just be real, you know. You know, my wife's at home, and and, um, she's got stage four liver cancer. She's been fighting this for four years. And we were, um, we met this guy um, over over there when we were and his house was flooded they put this levee around his entire house he's got cowboys um a cowboys mailbox he has cowboys everything and you go in his house and um the, the guys with the ms uh, flood documentary they actually got it all on, on camera but he can show you where the 27 flood was in the 73 i mean 73 they their house has been there that's all they have and so a couple weeks ago we were uh we were doing a uh an event with Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. and and it's just a, such an emotional seeing, man. Just how many people are involved, how many, how real it is, and for me, I know what survival looks like. Mm-hmm. We're surviving every day, right? And and that's what was so amazing to me is going over there and seeing Tracy Harden, seeing Wayne Wyndham, Eddie Hatcher, all those guys. They're not showcasing how unbelievable they are because they never they don't even realize how amazing they are yeah i mean eddie hatcher he gets up at two o'clock in the morning and, and goes and 
Um, there's a, there was a tree that fell on a house, and they got up at 2 o'clock in the morning and just went and got it moved, cut it all up, put a put a uh, uh, something over their house so that no more water would get in the house. Yeah. They've been doing this for six months. And Tracy's been feeding them inside chucks. And let me tell you something. If you don't know anything about the Delta, just go into chucks, hmm. and you'll learn everything you you, you do. Yeah. It's, it's she she literally has been keeping that community together by feeding them. She gives free meals to them. Um, she loves them. Yeah. And that's what we're to me. That's what we're called to do is to love on people. Right. God says love mm-hmm. God, love 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 him, love people. Yeah. Love God, love people. That's yeah. it. And that's what they're doing over there. And it's just we get so caught up in the. I think that that. that the, the pumps issue, the controversy, everybody's so upset. It's just fear. That's all it is. Yeah. It's just, but you go over there, and when they're actually operating, you don't see any of that. You see people loving, laughing, surviving. Yeah. yeah. What's well, the same? I mean, you, you kind of see the same thing in mainstream media these days. You know, everything controversy gets blown out of proportion. That's all everyone thinks about. If you, yeah, if you ever set foot on where actually the, the, is taking place, which in this case is the Delta. You're not like you're not seeing the good stuff. You're not seeing these incredibly strong people rally around each other, you know, and doing what they have to do to survive. So, so what, in your opinion, like what can the average person that's you know what you know? If, I mean, I don't. There's all kinds of people that listen to this podcast from different walks of life. You know, people that work for churches or work for yeah. organizations, or maybe they're just an individual. But what? Could anybody do? Are there are there things that they could? Are there I don't know programs they could get in? They could get in with. Are there things they could do to help? Yeah. Other than just watching from the sidelines. I'm sure the cleanup process has been started. Yeah. Um, what 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 I would say to that is there's a few things that we're helping mm-hmm. them. First of all, this is their cleanup. If you look at their the, the, the day that we, were, we first met with Eddie Hatcher, he started laying out where the farmers were and where the families are, and everybody kind of works together. And what we realized is that was a link, mm-hmm. okay? Everybody's working together, that's a link. And so, and then they all meet up at, at Chuck's and, and figure out who, who needs help every day that they're, they're, they're checking on each other. And so what I would say is, for, for the average person that doesn't know what to do, just drive up and see the flood. Eat at Chuck's and just ask, what, what can we look at? People will literally put you in their vehicles and go show you any, I mean, this, you, you know, we're the hospitality state. That is the hospitality, hospitality. It's just, that's the zone, man. Yeah. It's just those people, we pulled up the first morning. We've got, I've got this really cheesy, uh, RV that's got our, I don't know why I've got it, but it, it, you know, when we're working on all these farms, we need a, we need a mobile office. Yeah. Working on these landowners, they have to know that we're serious about moving in and, 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 and designing a farm. And so we've, we, we're taking this unit and we're just literally parked on the side of the highway. We don't have anywhere to go. Right. That's that's how how unplanned this was. <laughs> so anyways, we're, we're there and then just people just start coming in, pouring in and, and just loving on us and then we're just we just told their story so we've got a we've got an 18-wheeler um that was uh 
rental that was donated by utility trailers. Mm -hmm. And so that's sitting outside Chuck's. And so uh, non, we need a bunch, we need supplies. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, well, the water's not down yet. We need to fill that, th that trailer up now so they'll have the supplies. You gotta remember, these people haven't worked in six months. It's not like they have cushions. If you go into the stores, there's no toys in the, in the, in Dollar General. There's cleaning supplies. Even their stores are in survival mode. Yeah. There's stores that are going out of business and what's on the line? Literally wrong for it. Literally these communities, if we don't do anything and everybody's like, we need the pumps completely as a manager, land manager, I would say that if I could, if I could manage the level of the water, I can, I can manage, I can do a lot with that. Right. That's how we, you know, manage for ducks and all that. So, but I, that, that, those pumps are, that's not my fight. Yeah. Like said, that, that's kind of the stem of all the controversy is with the pumps, which again, I understand, but I, I know where you're, what you're saying too. Right now, it's more critical that we, we literally save our farmers. Yeah. If we don't do it, we can't save our herds. You gotta, a, a farmer is, I mean, he's an American. He is what defines America. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, he's the most important guy that we have in America. Yeah. I mean, he 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 he's the head of conservation. I mean, if we don't plant crops for these deer, look, if we don't, here's the deal: the water's going down. There's not enough time to build up vegetation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if we don't do something in our fields. These, these the, the farmers they're gonna figure out a way. Yeah. To that's what they, yeah, that's what that's what they do. They don't yeah. give up. Yeah. yeah. And so and and that's what our our documentary that's what we realized in that was they don't need anything from us. We do need to give them something. They're not they're asking for the pumps, but what I want to give them is just one encouragement. I want to show Eddie Hatcher how amazing he. And so that's, and through our documentary, Dr. Look, guys. Don't worry, this, get this all done. There we go. No explanation needed. But through this, I want them to see how incredible they are. Yeah. And I want, I want Mississippians to see how incredible this community is. We cannot afford to lose this community. No. We can't. I don't care what they decide to do with the pumps, make sure that we don't lose those farmers. And chucks, we cannot lose chucks. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna, you know, all I tell you to do is, if, if you don't know what to do, just do something. Yeah. Even if it's just drive up there, get a, a, a tank of gas, eat at chucks, support the community. Say, mm -hmm. hey, we're here for you. Mm -hmm. We're your neighbors, and we're gonna be there. Look, what are, what are we gonna do? All I know to do is is to take the individual farmers and find their needs. What is their needs? Well, they're going to have to what like Wade Windham, for instance. We're going to take Wade's. He wants to. He's got to do about two hundred acres of cover crops to get the nutrients back into his crops, yeah. right, into his farm ground. Right. Wade hasn't worked in six months. What can we do? To me, we're going to figure out a way to to raise seed. If we can give him. 200 acres, 600 bags of seed, that's a cost that he doesn't have to pay for. Farmers get to work, our deer get to eat. Mm -hmm. So the nutrients get back in the soil and 
they survive. If we don't do something, you're going to be seeing deer all winter. Yeah. Let, let's let's kind of go into that a little bit because I know um, I had never hunted in the Delta at all until I started working here. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first high river states I saw at Cottonmouth, you know, I, I understand what you're talking about because I've seen it now. You know, the water goes down after it's been up a while, your browse is gone. So that's kind of that's kind of what we're talking about because I'm that not everyone that listens to this you know understands yeah. that you know what high water you know what effects that'll have on wildlife afterwards and so and so what we're what we're saying is what we're talking about um, about the herd and, and feeding the deer so when this water when it goes down they'll have the land back but all your vegetation's gone there's no food yeah and that you know no that cover yeah no cover no bedding it's it's just a I mean I remember the first time that I saw cottonmouth after the 15 flood i think it was and i was like it looks like a desert all our fields just look like just barren deserts with driftwood laying around and you look through the woods and woods that used to be thickets that you couldn't see you know 30 yards you could look through and see 300 yards Mm -hmm. and i can only imagine what that's going to be you know i'm imagining be magnified in this in this yeah yeah well i think that we've got to put our uh, if you'll talk to so, so let me just t- tell you how I, I, I can hear about the biologist reports and stuff. So I've got a, in our, in our company, we, we have, um, so we, I, I des- design hunt, tra- hunt farms. We figure out a way to brand the farm and then make sure everything we're, um, in the investment, everything happens. Like if someone buys a piece of land from, uh, we're not, I'm not a realtor or anything like that. I'm the guy after the real estate transaction and so um, what I do is we, we, we have a team in place the first guy that goes steps the foot on the property is, is our biologist um, Jim Life. he's he, he, he goes in he, he evaluates the herd he evaluates the habitat he evaluates everything Jim Jim's an incredible guy yeah. Jim is the start of the process yeah. so Jim gives me the report and then I take that report and get uh, our crop specialist to go out and give, give me his report and then I'll put my report I'm a forester and we'll put all these reports together and then I will we'll figure out the best solution for the farm and so um, the biologists over there don't know what to do you can't blame them yeah. no one's this isn't in the books yeah this isn't in your you know Mississippi State book I mean look I, don't, I can't tell you what the, what's going to happen to all the timber. Yeah. Yeah, but I can tell you this: if we don't put our professionals together, private sector and state, and first of all, let me tell you something: I went to school with all those guys that work for the Mississippi Department of Game and Fish. They're great guys. Right. They love our state. They love our natural resources. We can't. Don't blame them. Yeah. They're, they're doing everything they can. Yeah, that, that's a good point to bring up because in the in the state in the realm of controversy, that's another thing. Those guys always seem to be the one of the first to get a finger pointed at them. Think about what all they've, they've had to deal with. They've right. had to deal, deal with the chronic wasting disease. They're fighting that and now. They're fighting a flood that no one knows what to do. Yeah. Like, like I said, you got to just do something. Right. And so, to me, if this was a farm that we're going to manage. You just got to break it down into individual parcels. You got to take this block of timber and say, "Look, we can go in and do some 
10% improvement. We can, we, can, we can create some, some sprouts that are gonna be nutritious for the deer. They've already hit their, their, all their leaves. They've already eaten all the browse line that's way high. So yeah. we need to drop some, some trees on them. Trees are gonna die. Yeah. We're gonna deal with that. Yeah. Um, look, the, the Mississippi Forestry Commission, I work, I work for them right out of school. They're on it, don't worry about it. They're, they're focused, but I think that if we'll come together and, and, and allow our biologists, uh, foresters, farmers, we all need to come in the same room and say, let's brainstorm. I know that you don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I don't either. But I think that if we'll put all our resources in one room, we'll get somewhere. Yeah. Makes sense. It, and it's um, it all it's all going to have to work hand in hand for it to for us to come out of this. Yeah. You know, it's it's affecting our whole economy. Um, good friend of mine, George Carr, he's got the dealership in Vicksburg. Mm -hmm. George has his, his the farmers are a major part of his business. He, I mean, he said his business is probably down 25 to 30%. He's buying vehicles back. I mean, first of all, George is an incredible man. He, he, he cares about those farmers and he buy, he's buying vehicles back from them right now just so they can survive. And it's affecting your fertilizer stores, your seed stores, your crop dusters. Everybody is affected. And what I want everybody to know is, look, if we do not come together. Hunters, Mississippi citizens, I'm not talking about the government. I'm talking about people that can give $10 for a bag of seed or anything, buy a tank of gas. If we don't do that, there's a possibility we lose these farmers. Yeah. And if we lose the farmers, we're losing a piece of America we can't afford to lose. Mm -hmm. So we have to do it. And that's why I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't really have a I need to be, I don't need to be over there, but I have to be. I'm, I'm called to be. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. I said someone has to, there's someone has to bring a voice to all this that is, needs to. Is there any, to your knowledge, any organization that's came together to help these people, like you can get in touch with them to disperse whatever they need? Or um, I know you said they're kind of doing their own thing. I would say that the, the organization is Chuck's. Yeah, Chuck. The restaurant. Tracy Tracy Harden, she has a heart for that community. She is um, truly holding that community together. She and she doesn't want that. She don't want she does not want me to tell anybody that. Yeah. That's the kind of person she yeah. is. And I told her, I said, Tracy, listen to me. You just we're gonna support you. You just keep doing what you're doing. Keep well, loving on them. Where's Chuck's at? Chuck's is right there on Highway 61. It's, it's in Rolling Fork. Mm -hmm. And that's where our the 18-wheeler is that, that we're going to uh, get supplies for. Right. I mean, when they, um, my uncle uh, is a pastor Second Baptist in, in Houston, Texas. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to see, watch him organize Hurricane Harvey relief. You know, um, J.J. Watt, remember all that yeah. money that he raised and yeah. all that? Well, they, they all work together. That whole community, that whole, think about how big, Houston's bigger than Mississippi. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? Right? And so they, they, they cleared, they had about 30,000 uh, volunteers, and they cleared about 2,500 homes in, in a few weeks. If they would, and they gutted them out, and their list literally would change every day of the supplies that they need. And that's how that 
that's how these guys are going to operate. Look, there's no need for, in my opinion, for a new organization to take over. Yeah. They've been doing this for years. They put the sandbags in at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So we just need to say, hey, look, here's some volunteers. This is one, this is one thing that's going to have to be, that's going to have to happen. We, in our video, we, we did a lot of drone footage. Mm-hmm. There is debris in every field. And so, so if we're going to put cover crops right. on these fields before fall, before winter time, we've got to clear these fields. These guys have to take care of their house first. Yeah. And so they're tired. They, I mean, they're so tired right now. And they're fixing to have to start a cleanup process and get ready for spring to, to plant. And, and if all I, so to me, volunteers is, we just need to get all our volunteers together, mm-hmm. and then that the that uh, uh, the board of supervisors, Eddie Hatcher, I think he's the guy that should run this. Uh, look, Tracy, Tracy Harden, and look, and first of all, this is only a small community of. I mean, we're not even talking about Holly Bluff and Eagle Lake and all yeah. that. So, to me, we've got to have a base, a command center for every, everything, and then after that. So we got we're, we're going to have to have our biologists, our cleanup crews, everybody working together. Yeah. I think that if we'll do that, we will not even have to. I mean, yeah, they're they're talking about giving some um, um, relief, some money to the, the to the farmers' government support. I don't want to wait for that. Yeah. I mean, they need it right now. Yeah. And there's no reason why they couldn't have it. It's a. Uh, huh. It's a, it's a, it's it's such it's just in some ways it's it's so detrimental and then in the other way it's just incredible to think about how these people are doing what they're doing and then on the other hand it's just like that it can't be stated how important it is to get these people the help that they need like it can't it can't be it overstated. Can't, I mean I've, I've look I've I've lost so much sleep thinking that the easy thing to do is to walk away. Yeah. That's the easiest thing because it's like um, um, where do you start? Well, let's let's just be honest. The easiest thing to do, the la- the easiest and but not the right thing. The easy thing to do is say, well, I'm, I'm not. I don't live in the Delta. I'm not a farmer. This doesn't. This what does this have to do with me? That's the easy thing to do. Yeah. And whether or not you, that's an attitude that is taken on maliciously. It's not right. You know. Well, and, and I, I feel like that's that's kind of a. Uh, a disconnect, you know, with people that, and whether they're meaning to or not, I think that there's just a, a, a not enough mindset of how crucial this is, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, it does. And I, and, and to me, I'm not gonna, that, I was right there. I mean, yeah. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm not, I don't hunt in the Delta. I mean, we, we, we work in the Delta and stuff, but, um, but if they'll see it, they won't have a choice. Right. They won't have a choice, and, and, and to me, it's you know I hate to say this to, to our churches. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people will say that we don't want a ministry in the Delta, and I would say to this: you don't get to make that decision. You, you the the Lord decides that. Yeah, you got to do His work, and to me, this isn't a ministry. This is a disaster. This is a, we all come together and we clean this up. We're only talking about like 
there's not that many houses we have to clean up. They have to completely clean that. They have to start over. Yeah. The families over there, the income, this is some of the lowest income areas in the country. They don't have a, they, they're going to go back into those houses. Look, there's one house on Highway 14. It's a single mom. I never could get her. No one was ever home. They have pallets. She's working two jobs, pallets in her house. Her floors are, you know, the water's in her house. We should just, you know, I mean, it's just, she shouldn't have to deal with that. She's got enough to deal with at her house to have to worry about flooding. Yeah. And I don't even know her. But I know that the, uh, the, the, the um, William that's doing the documentary, um, other documentary, that's the thing is there's so many different yeah. people doing stuff, but um, I don't know, guys. I mean, it's just, I would say I don't feel bad at all right now because I know that if we'll send people over there, they will experience something that they've never experienced in their life. Mm-hmm. Man, there will be people saved if they'll go over there and see those that community. Right. Tough deal. <laughs> yeah, it is. Hard to talk about. It is hard to talk about. It's 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 and even more so when you're, you know, affected by it firsthand or even if you've seen it like you talked about. Um let's uh be sure to, to put in here because uh, you have been putting out a lot of videos um where people can kind of see even if they haven't had a chance to some of the some of the damage that's been done. So if they, if they haven't done anything more than hear about the flood, they can go there and actually kind of get a somewhat of a understanding of what's going on. Yeah, and we're going to be. Um, I think our role is going to be a awareness role. Yeah. It is going to be. We've made the decision. Um, Owen Finnan is actually coming on board with us um, starting Thursday. I think that's August the first. Owen is going to stay in the Delta. He's going to stay with these herds. Our hope, our hope is that we raise funds for um, for way. I can't promise every farmer. I don't know what. I don't know how much we can raise, but I know that we can start with way and on his land. And so we're going to stay with that herd throughout the winter time and and keep our viewers up to date on. Are they going to make it? Yeah. I mean, there's going to be deer. They're dying every day. So are they going to make it to the wintertime? And to me, if we'll put together a team, just talking about wildlife now, if we'll put together a team and micromanage each individual, just like we do in the private sector, we take each right. individual client and we maximize their property, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get somewhere. Yeah. It'd be a little bit more, probably a little bit more difficult task just because you're starting from such a deficit, but it's doable. Got to take it one block of timber at a time. Yeah. yeah. There's a, think about 250,000 acres of, there's a lot of timber, a lot of hardwood bottom. This is some of the biggest hardwood bottom land yeah. in, the, yeah. in the country. Yeah. And that's something that like I, the, I don't think everyone understands either. You know, like you talked about, you know, timber loss. Hardwood trees aren't supposed to be underwater that long. No, no. Anything over anything over a month or two months, look, there's individual species that are going to be that can handle it. Right. You know, your tupelo gums, your cypress, all that kind of stuff. But the, the oak, and 
you know, the nut alls and all the, uh, you know, I know Will's favorite tree is the native pecan. It can't be overstated. Um, see, all of this is going to be the, the keeping up with the herd and all that will be on uh, Habco's Facebook page. Yeah, we're just going to, we're going to do, we're going to have a, a, a series. Um, it's going to be part of our kind of design the farm series that, that, you know, that we're doing anyway. But this is going to be a kind of just a wildlife hunt uh, series. I mean, we, we have plans that, that, that Owen's going to be in the Delta and then he'll end the year in, in Africa, which is pretty cool to me. Just um, seeing the wildlife in their natural state, you know, and not hunting them. Right. Yeah, so um, we definitely need to keep tabs on that. It's just a testament how much people come together. And honestly, whether or not I like that we didn't focus that much on the pumps. I was prepared to, but yeah. like, like you said, I don't think, well, regardless of what, most of the media out there would tell you and all the, the stuff that drives like all you know some controversy negativity that that wasn't the thing for us to focus on yeah and i'm i'm a-okay with that there was a letter that came out i mean not a letter that there was a, a farmer of the female farmer which to me is pretty awesome that she's a she's farming i mean we need we need diversity we need diversity in hunting yeah. Yeah. diversity in our farmers and all of it and and she wanted to come and try to raise money at the extravaganza yeah um, i heard about that um to me i don't think that you know it is what it is i don't know what the agenda is there also i do i, I don't i don't i'm not going to go there but i will say this i wish there was a vip room for those people over there i wish we were pouring food into them and if they wanted to raise money why aren't we yeah i it's this i read that i read the article about it um obviously i don't know all the facts but i mean man like like you say i'm in a situation like this i mean like this is this is something that has never been seen in a situation of people that need help and i just don't see how you i don't see how you turn that away I really don't. Well, I, I, again, not, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying if there's no one, I don't know all the facts on it, but they, like I said, they, they deserve whatever they can get. They, they, they deserve, they deserve all our, our all of our resources yeah. in the state. And look, and I, first of all, um, Cindy Hyde Smith, the, the, the governor, um, they're doing everything they can. Yeah. I mean, they're fighting. I think that there's a, there's, there's going to be people that are going to be fighting for the pumps and stuff. And, and, and right now that's, that's not our fight. Our fight is right now filling up the trailers, filling up the the farmers' buggies with with seed. Do what we can do. And guys, I think um, I think we've covered everything that I that I wanted to cover. Um, Carter, man, that's seriously thank you, thank yeah. you for coming in and just kind of sharing your sharing what you've seen and just you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm honored, honestly. I mean, your boss will mm-hmm. he. Uh, He's been a massive influence in my life. I mean, every t- every he's been influenced when everybody's ever met him. Every time, every time I talk to Will, he's um, he's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I just want to know how your wife's doing. I'm praying for your wife. I pray for her every morning. And 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 you know, we worked on at work at Rivers Run. Um, yeah. Right when I started our, our right when we started our, our timber business, and Will. He planted a seed in my life that eventually I think it, it turned into 
it turned into this. It turned into a Havco. So I'm, I owe him so much. Right. And I know y'all are feel the same. I mean, anybody that meets him, he's a legend. But yeah. it's not from what's in this at Primo's. No, it's it's, it's, it's right here. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And Will, again, Will would be upset if he knew that I referred to him as a legend because he's the most down to earth guy you would ever meet. You know, and he that's just how he is. At uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, he's a special man, um, and yeah, he's, he means a lot to both me and Jordan, and probably everyone in this office building. Uh, probably everyone on this. I mean, it's not just people. That, I mean, people have grown up watching Will. Yeah. I mean, people are watching, listening to this podcast, or watching. He's done a lot. Yeah, a whole lot. Um, anyhow, yeah, uh, we can wrap this up. So, uh, guys, uh, I hope you. Well, I, I don't know if this was a. Yeah, this is kind of a different tempo of an episode for us because now, you know, we a lot of times we joke on here a bunch, but this is a very serious issue, and uh, I'm glad we were able to come in here and talk about it and learn some things. Like I said, I learned a lot. Uh, um, guys, go to the Habco Facebook page. They have tons of pictures and videos and stuff to, that you can kind of begin to wrap your mind around what all is going on over there. And, um, yeah. Yeah, our, our, our film documentary, I think we just scheduled to come out Saturday. Okay. Our, and, and, and Drew is, is, is working nonstop at making that. He's given, every, he's given this community, he's going to give them everything he has. So that's the, you know, hopefully we uh, give them what they need. Good deal. Um, so, yeah, guys, we're going to wrap this up. Um, again, I hope you learned something. Uh, if you have any questions uh, on this topic, you can send it into here. We'll we'll either answer it ourselves or get it to somebody that knows more than we do. But uh, yeah, that that's going to be all for us today. Thank you for listening to the Speak the Language podcast.